Don't forget to remember. Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard, and this is First Liberty Live. Thank you for liking and sharing our videos with your friends. You are such an important part of this project uh, with the work that you do, just getting the word out to other people who might be interested in the conversations we have here. Thank you in advance for doing that. Mike Berry has several titles here at, at First Liberty. He's vice president. He's our uh, senior counsel. He watches over military affairs for us. He also serves as a lieutenant colonel in the Marine Corps Reserve. Hi, Mike. Hey, Stuart. Thanks for being here today and talking about this serious and important topic, because whenever I hear about Memorial Day, it's usually on the news, they always call it the unofficial start of summer. I hear that in ads, I hear it on the news. And, and if I look at the advertisements, it's a great weekend to buy a smart TV, to pick up a new mattress, maybe get some patio furniture. But there's more to it than that. And, and we do want people to enjoy the holiday weekend. We want them to get together with their family and, and spend some quality time together. But there's so much more we should be talking about. Yeah, that's right. Memorial Day, uh, although it is the unofficial start of summer, it's also a time for us as a nation to pause and reflect on the sacrifices, the ultimate sacrifices that have been paid by millions of Americans throughout the years in defense of our freedoms. And that's what Memorial Day is supposed to be about. I think for many people, it continues to be a time of, of somber reflection. And, uh, but I don't think it's bad that we also want to celebrate the unofficial start of summer, as you said, and, uh, because uh, I, I think that's exactly what those sacrifices were all about, is allowing us to have the freedom to enjoy life to the fullest as Americans. We've, since my son was very young, have made a point to, over Memorial Day weekend, to visit a, a national cemetery if there's one within, and they're always within a few hours' drive. This year, my wife has signed us up to, to go place flags at the uh, National Cemetery here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. What are some things people can do as a family to properly honor this weekend and the sacrifice of those who've gone before? Well, you know, as uh, you mentioned, the, the, the many hats that I wear at First Liberty, one of them is I also oversee our Washington, D.C. office. And I, I spend a lot of time in Washington, D.C. And I think uh, if I were there this Memorial Day, which I don't think I will be, but, but if I were, uh, I would definitely pay a visit to the Vietnam Memorial, hmm. to the Korea Memorial, uh, to the World War II Memorial, yeah. uh, and to the many other memorials that we have in, Was in the nation's capital. Uh, I think those are good ways to reflect. I mean, just seeing a wall of names just has a way of really kind of stopping you in your tracks and, and, and it helps us to recognize this is, the, this is the cost, right? This was the cost that our nation has borne in order for us to live as free Americans. Uh, but I would encourage people who don't have the opportunity to go to Washington, D.C., Almost every city or town in the country has a veterans memorial of some kind, and there's probably going to be a, a Memorial Day ceremony there. So I would encourage you to go and uh, pay a visit on Memorial Day. If there's a, if there's a ceremony there, stop and observe and, and see what it's all about and pay your respects to those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice for us. It's also a time, I think, to explain to the young people in our lives what this is all about. And uh, I mentioned we'll be planting flags uh, on Memorial Day weekend, on Memorial Day. And the, the procedure is that, you know, they give you a little instruction sheet and a bundle of flags to walk out with. And they want you to speak aloud the name of the person on the stone in front of you and then place the flag in place and just spend a moment of quiet reflection. It's sobering. It's humbling. 
Um, what are what are ways that we can teach our young people about the value of those who've gone before who've made all of this freedom that we enjoy possible? Well, I think one of the things that I encourage young people to do, I encourage my kids to do this, is if you have family members or relatives. Most of us probably know somebody in our extended family that served in the military. Uh, and usually they don't like to necessarily talk about their military service, especially if they saw uh, combat or if they uh, you know, had struggled through some, some difficult times in the military. But for whatever reason, when it's a young person, and especially a family member or a relative that comes to them and says, you know, grandpa, uncle, you know, whomever, uh, can you tell me a little bit about what it was like to serve in the military? Uh, they'll often soften and open up. And I think that's a great way to pass on some of those lessons. You know, President Reagan said, Freedom isn't passed on in the bloodline. It has to be fought for and defended. And that's one of the ways that we do that is by passing on from one generation to the next this understanding that military service is a noble calling, uh, that it's an honorable thing to do. And then I also encourage not just young people, but all Americans, if you really want to thank a veteran, and especially if you want to thank someone who we're, who we're recognizing on Memorial Day, which is, it's not, it's not, Memorial Day is not for veterans, as we often have to remind people. Right. It's actually a time to remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice, those who didn't make it home. And the best way to honor them, in my opinion, is for us to live lives worthy of their sacrifice, right? So if the freedoms that we enjoy, the freedoms that they laid down their life in defense of, we have to go out and exercise those freedoms. I can tell you, if I were mortally wounded in, on, on a battlefield somewhere around the world in defense of this nation, that would be my, my, those would be my last words to my family, is live a life worthy of this sacrifice and those of the tens of thousands and, or if not millions of others who have done so in defense of this nation. And, and there are those who take up arms to fight for things that matter. There are also ways that we as individuals, civilians, can can fight for what matters most in our culture by speaking out on the things that matter and, and engaging in conversations with people to help them understand the importance of the freedoms that we enjoy as Americans. Yeah, that's right. You know, if Americans are going to go out and live a life worthy of the sacrifice of, of those who have gone before us, uh, oftentimes they might be fearful, right? They might be scared or uncertain. Well, do I have the right to do this? And that's one of the, the, the big messages that First Liberty has been trying to get out to America is, first of all, yes, you can, right? Yeah. You can pray after a football game if you're a coach or a teacher or a principal. You can pray over your meal if you're a student or a teacher in the cafeteria. You can have a, an invocation at a city council meeting that's even led by a chaplain and so on and so forth. You can have a Ten Commandments in a classroom in your school. There are all these things that you can do and the only thing that's stopping you as Americans is fear. And guess what? When people, of, people in this country stand up for their rights and their freedoms, if you are challenged, First Liberty will be there to defend you. We will fight for what matters most. And I think that's exactly what our service members who've gone before us, who've laid down their lives for our freedoms, that's exactly what they would want, is they would want to see that their sacrifice wasn't for nothing. I've been working here for five years now, and I, I remember even before I got to First Liberty, hearing Kelly talk about 
the memorials, uh, in this case memorial crosses that First Liberty defended, starting with the Mojave Desert Cross. Uh, there's one uh, north of San Diego at Mount Soledad that's a memorial. Um, there's uh, the one that we won the Supreme Court case with in Bladensburg, Maryland. And at first I didn't understand why that was a thing. Help us understand why it's important to defend these memorials in a court of law for the American people. Well, I, you know, this is just Mike Berry talking, but I, I've found that people have notoriously short memories. Yeah. And I, I among them, right? I, I'm just as guilty. It's so easy for us, once through the passage of time, uh, to forget about what has happened and, and what, what it was required in order to keep us a free people. And without memorials and monuments, that stand the test of time, we do forget. Uh, and I'll give, you know, a, a couple of examples that just really stand out to me in my own life. When I was a young uh, officer candidate, so I was trying to go through officer candidate school to become a United States Marine Corps officer, I remember that the, the, the chow hall, as we called it, which is, you know, the, I, I would say the, the eloquent term would be the dining facility. Yes. Um, <laughs> and the Marines, we just call it the chow hall. And, but it, and, it, and I always remember that it had an interesting name. It was called Bobo Hall. And I always thought, what an, what an interesting name for a, a chow hall, Bobo Hall. Who is Bobo and why is it called that? Well, well, lo and behold, one day we were standing in line waiting to get in, and there was a plaque on the side of the building. And it said that this, this dining facility is named in honor of Lieutenant John P. Bobo. Uh, and it had his Medal of Honor citation. Huh. And I began reading his Medal of Honor citation, and Stuart, it was all I could do to hold back the tears when I read what this man had done, not only in defense of this nation, but for his fellow Marines in a place called Vietnam. And, and I, you know, I, I don't want to get into the sordid details of uh, the gory details of, excuse me, of, of, of what Lieutenant Bobo did, yeah. but suffice it to say, he received the Medal of Honor uh, for his actions. And he didn't make it home. And so without having, and, and in this case, it wasn't a veterans memorial per se, right? It was, a, it was a, a dining hall. Right. But it was named after him. And there was a plaque there. And the reason that plaque was there was so that people wouldn't forget. And when I read his Medal of Honor citation, I, I, it just, it really renewed my sense of why I wanted to be a Marine. Because you go through days in officer candidate school where you sort of lose sight and you forget, right? I said about, I talked about how short memories can be. And you sort of lose sight and forget about why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this, you yeah. know? And then you read John Bobo's Medal of Honor citation and it all becomes crystal clear again. And then one other quick example, more recently. Sure. In the Coach Kennedy case, this was when a we- A former Marine. Also a former Marine. We uh, were at the Ninth Circuit. You know, as, as our viewers will recall, we had to go, you know, from the district court to the Ninth Circuit and then to the Supreme Court twice. Yeah. Well, we had a, uh, the first time we were at the Ninth Circuit, it was argued in the Ninth Circuit Courthouse in Seattle, downtown Seattle, Washington. Uh, I think you might have been there. I don't, with us. I mean, I don't remember, but. I don't think I was there. For my memory is, you know, again, this is like the theme for today is my, my memory is terrible. Yeah. Um, there will be pictures if I was there. But, uh the, the courthouse, I recall, was, is named the William K. Nakamura Courthouse. And uh, as you walk in into the, like, the main lobby or foyer of the courthouse, there is a display off to the side 
It's just sort of a little glass display, and it says William K. Nakamura. And of course, just me being kind of the curious Book person that I am, are, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I walk over to this display cabinet because uh, we had, I th you know, we, I got, I'm a good Marine. I got there early, and and so I uh, started looking at the memorabilia there, and it turns out that the courthouse, the William K. Nakamura Courthouse, is named after a World War II veteran who served in the 442nd Regimental Combat Team, uh, which was one of the most famous military units in American history. Hmm. And uh, it was nicknamed the Purple Heart Regiment because I, th I think it was like one out of every four members of that regiment received the Purple Heart, wow. which means they were wounded in action. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and William K. Nakamura received the Medal of Honor. And, it, and again, the courthouse itself isn't necessarily a veterans memorial, but it's still the fact that it was named after somebody who served, who paid the ultimate sacrifice, and who, um, who, who performed gallant, you know, actions in combat in defense of our nation, and a nation at that time that was very hostile to people of Japanese descent, which, which you know, William Nakamura was, yeah. and yet. He still thought it was worth defending this nation. And so they put that, you know, memorial there in the courthouse, again, to remind people, this is who this courthouse is named after. This is a place of justice. And there was a time in our nation when maybe everybody didn't get justice in the way that we think of it today. But this person nevertheless decided that serving this nation, fighting beha on behalf of our nation, and sacrificing on behalf of our nation was a worthy cause. And so without that, Again, we lose sight of what's truly important in life. We forget. And to me, that's the value of veterans' memorials. It's to help us remember, and it sort of recalibrates us to, this is who has gone before. This is what they did because they thought that there was an ideal called America that was so important. They were willing to die for it. And if they're willing to die for the ideal that we know as America, We've got to be willing to at least live for it. First Liberty is involved in several cases right now that are ongoing that involve uh, people who are currently serving in the military. Can you give us just a quick update? We've got a few minutes left. A quick update on some of those cases, where they are, and what's next? Well, one of the cases we have that involves the military and, and, and veterans is one that I think ties in directly with Memorial Day, and that's our Shields of Strength case. Hmm. Uh, and this is one that's been sort of ongoing for a number of years, but the recent update is we, we you know, uh, after unsuccessfully trying to resolve this with the Pentagon and the Department of Defense. And, and a, as a quick reminder, Shields of Strength is the case that has to do with uh, Kenny Vaughn, who owns the company Shields of Strength. Right. And they produce, uh, among the many things that they, they produce, it, it are replica dog tags. So they look just like, they're not official issue, but they look just like military dog tags. And on one side, they would have something like, you know, proud army mom and on the other side it would have a scripture verse right and for years kenny provided these to service members to veterans to their loved ones immensely popular i mean millions and millions of these not not only sold but donated yeah. right at kenny's out of his own pocket he's given right? away an incredible number he's given away more than he's sold i've told him it's a lousy business plan but it it's is. working for him it is uh, but but he loves our military he loves our country and he loves our veterans so much he's willing to take the financial hit to to do to show his love yeah and the department of defense the pentagon uh bureaucrats in the pentagon 
have told Shields of Strength, you can't do this. Uh, we won't allow you to make these replica dog tags because why? Because they happen to have a Bible verse on one side. And they, and they, they claim that it violates the so-called separation of church and state and so on and so forth. So eventually we had to file a, a federal lawsuit to, to vindicate Kenny and, and Shields of Strength. We're still in the process of litigation, but the tie into Memorial Day is one of the very first Shields of Strength that was given away was to a young army officer named Captain Russell Ripito. And Captain Ripito just happened to be the very first American service member who was killed, who paid the ultimate sacrifice in Operation Iraqi Freedom. Mm -hmm. And he was recognized by President Bush in the White House uh, at the Rose Garden on a Memorial Day ceremony uh, back, I think it may have been 20 years ago now, 2003. So we may be actually coming up on the 20th anniversary of Captain Ripito, uh, at least the ceremony to, that, that President Bush did to honor him. Right. And one of the things that President Bush talked about was one of the very last things they recovered from Captain Ripito's body was the Shields of Strength replica dog tag that he was wearing. And that his family said that it was such a source of strength and motivation to him. So, to me, that kind of brings everything full circle. Here is an army soldier willing to pay the ultimate sacrifice for our country and for our freedom. And he wanted to have God's word close to his heart because it represented him as a person of faith. And now you have a, just a, a patriot named Kenny Vaughn who wants to honor Captain Ripito by providing the very same shields of strength to millions of others and you have bureaucrats in the Pentagon saying, no, you can't do that because we're worried about a so-called violation of church and state. Uh, and then you have First Liberty Institute coming alongside Shields of Strength and saying, we got, we're, your, back. We got your back. We're going to fight with you and for you because this is what matters most in our country. Very good. Anything else you'd like to share before I let you go, Mike? I appreciate your comments today. Just a reminder that as, as we go out and have a barbecue, a hamburger, a hot dog, whatever it might be, frosty cold root beer <laughs> by the pool. Um, remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. That's what Memorial Day is about. And live a life worthy of their sacrifice. Mike Berry, always good hearing from you. Appreciate your making time for us today. Uh, we've got something new here at First Liberty Institute that you're going to want to know about, especially if you hear our attorneys talking about our cases and you wish you could get a deeper dive into the legal strategies, uh, what, what it is more specifically and in more detail what we're fighting for in the courtroom. If that interests you, uh, we'll want you to check out The Case for Liberty. It's a new podcast, an audio podcast that we're, we're releasing. Uh, we got two episodes out that just started this month. Uh, unlike First Liberty Live, which is video, and then we also offer it as a podcast, this is just a podcast. So it's audio only, so you can listen to it in the car or while you're on the treadmill or whatever. Again, if you're maybe you're an attorney or you're just really familiar with the law or just curious about the inner workings of the cases that we do at a deeper level, the Case for Liberty will be unpacking that. You'll hear from two of our attorneys every other week. It's twice a month, and they'll be just having a conversation about the aspects of the cases that get down into the specifics more than we can on this particular uh, program. So, again, it's called The Case for Liberty. You want to check that out uh, when you look anywhere that you look for podcasts out there. First Liberty is fighting for what matters most.